You are listening to The Icarus Idea, the podcast to help you shape your future. Hello there, lovely listeners, and welcome back to The Icarus Idea. Long time no see, or long time no here, actually. Um... Yeah, we've been away for a while and that is because we took some time to reconsider what we wanted our podcast to actually look like and to improve the overall quality a bit. Um, But we're very excited to be back. And speaking about the quality, uh, from now on, we will be recording our podcast in a studio. So hopefully you can already hear our nice, improved and juicy quality, (laughs) Uh, uh, audio quality, I should say. But uh, if you're listening... Uh, to us on Spotify or another streaming service. But if you're listening to us on YouTube, then you might have noticed that you cannot only hear us right now, but you can also see us. And uh, that's very nice. Now you can look at us uh, doing stupid things. You can look at our guests and we can also show you some very cool stuff here on the screen. But one of the best parts, of course, is that you can see our nice new committee sweaters. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in order to keep up with this improved quality, we are adjusting the structure of the podcast a little bit. So instead of the usual one episode per month that we did before, we will now try to do one episode per two months. This just gives us a little bit of extra time to make sure that we can actually reach the quality that we're looking for. Um, And apart from this, we also have some very exciting news about hosts. Uh, For your first host, I'm sorry, you'll be stuck with me. But for the second host, we will actually have a different second host every episode. And for today, I have Lika with me. Hello, Lika. Hello. (laughs) Nice to have you with me today. Thank you. Um, Lika's main role in the podcast is chairman. She leads our uh, meetings. And uh, apart from that, she also does some external affairs. So that was the entire intro. Now that we are done with that and we got through it all, without further ado, Lika. Would you please do the honors to introduce our guest? Yes, thank you for introducing me, Twan. Uh, I'm excited as you to be here today. Um, well, this is our guest. Okay, our guest of today is a teacher at the UT. Although some of you might know him as a design sketcher, ske- sketching teacher assistant. He graduated from his master's in industrial design engineering in 2021 at the UT as well. And now he is doing his PhD at the UT uh, as well while teaching courses in uh, design sketching and design and styling. Uh, welcome Tom Pai here in our studio. Thank you. How are you doing today? Uh, pretty all right. Starting... Uh Having started a new courses, this module, so uh, we're in the uh, starting up phase of that. Yeah, so exciting. Okay, well, uh, for today we're going to talk about some really interesting subjects, considering your work and um, uh, your study uh, here at the UT as well. And because uh, you were just like we still are an industrial design engineering student from the beautiful Enschede. Uh, So let's start with the first question. 
Uh, yeah, just like us, you were the uh, student here at the university from 2014 until 2021. Mm-hmm. And you followed the bachelor track of industrial design engineering. And after this, you did a master track of industrial design in human technology relations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are now one uh, of the teachers of the bachelor track of IDE. And uh, we were wondering, did you already have teaching in mind uh, while choosing your master track and courses here? Uh, no, no. No. Okay. I didn't have teaching in mind um, until I think halfway through my graduation. Okay. When the talk started about what I wanted to do next. Um, so yeah, that's the that's where that came in. Uh, I always thought that I would either work or start a design agency or work at a design agency. Um, that's also why I studied the human technology uh, relations track. Uh, but then, yeah, that opportunity came up and I had to consider it a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I don't regret it so far. Nice. And what did that look like, becoming a teacher? Um, very gradual, I must say. Um, yeah, the opportunity came very um, sudden, I must say. So that's um, that. But of course, I was a TA for... I think five or six years before uh, for sketching. Um, already when you do that for a few years, you get more uh, responsibilities and you once in a while take over a lecture if one of them, uh, one of the teachers is sick. Yeah. Um, so you can taste a little bit of the teaching, I would yeah. say. Um, yeah, so I had a little bit of experience. Um, so that went very gradually. So I knew what I was in for, I think. Yeah. Um, and I knew that I liked doing that, um, but, but yeah, it was quite a, I had to think about it for a little while. Yeah. You had to think about it. And yeah. But, uh, whether I wanted to, um, stay at the UT, yeah. um, because I'm originally from Hengelo also. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved, uh, only a few kilometers from my, where I was born. Yeah. Um, so I haven't seen much of the world in that sense, mm. um, going to Enschede and then staying here also. Um, so that was a consideration that I, uh, I had to do. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I still wanted to design actually. And I do much less of that, of course, now. Now I just teach design mm-hmm. rather than actually design, which is not why I chose industrial design in the first place, mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to like, do the act of designing. Um, yeah, so so I'm trying to search still for ways to do that next to what I do now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. And is there for the future also a plan to maybe like evolve the, the work or yeah, evolve yourself from, from your work that you're doing now into more this design? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, ideally I wanted to um, part-time teach, part-time have a design agency, work as a design agency. Uh, in practice without experience, that's quite difficult. Uh, I would say, um, but definitely the plans are still there. Uh, with a friend of mine, we started a design agency, so that's the first step. Uh, because both of us get once in a while these these jobs, uh, once in a while jobs that uh, that we do as designers, uh, either graphic or drawing or actually designing a product. Um, and we wanted to like bundle our jobs together. Um, and then under the same name. Um, and then in the time that I'm doing the PhD, we try to build that up a little bit until uh, maybe it's a sustainable company. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the that's the plan. Yeah. Uh, for the future, I would say. Nice. Yeah. And it's mainly focusing on sketching then and graphics, or no? No, we focus on everything now, which is very bad. Uh, I think um, business advice. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm, I don't have to live from that job. I just want to do what I think is fun. Um, so when I yeah when I have to get my money or my living from it, then it might change. Um, and graphic design is definitely not my passion. I have a bit of a feeling for it, I, uh, I think, but it's uh, product design and, and interactions also that uh, spark my interest in that, so, uh, and visualization too. Okay. Awesome. And how is it to now be working next to your old teachers? I can assume that's uh, quite a funny feeling, uh, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Um, you get to know them a little bit better, that's nice. Um, but it all, yeah, as a master student, you're already some sort of a colleague I think because you get at the level that the teachers are at in the master. Um, in the bachelor, that's much different. But yeah, definitely, um, yeah, it feels it doesn't feel that strange anymore. Actually, it's uh, quite natural. Um, yeah, and especially yeah, having done the masters here, you you already talk to teachers like you would talk to colleagues or uh, even friends sometimes. So uh, I I would say that goes also quite gradually. You grow into it. So as the listeners might know, we have uh, various research groups at the UT. And Tom, you are part of the Interaction Design Group. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit more about it? And how does your personal design vision align with that of the Interaction Design Group? Uh, that's a difficult question because I, I, um, I have read the design vision uh, as far as it exists of the Interaction Design Group. Um, but I, I would know by the top of my head, no, but uh, they, we all, yeah, I mean, the, um, activities that the designers and the researchers do in that group focus very much on, um, classic design for a better world in, in a sense. Um, so not really consumer products, but more focused on how people interact with products and how to change what people do with products through that interaction. Um, so a lot of the um, focus of the group is on healthcare um, and also um, yeah, habit tracking and um, collaborative. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit overlap with human-centered design, which is also a group, um, but we do less uh, co-design. So that's really focused on designing with the user um, and we are really trying to focus on the user um, and their interactions with the things that we design, basically. Did you develop like your overlapping vision with this group during your master thesis? No, not really, no. And that maybe that might say something about me more than the master and the master thesis, um, because yeah, of course my, my supervisor for my master thesis also was from this group, Wouter Egging. Um, so, yeah, there was already a bit of that perspective in there uh, anyway. Um, but as a student, I'm kind of going from, from here to there, uh, just doing what I think is interesting at the moment. Um, and that leads me apparently to things. Um, so there is some sort of vision, but I, I never kind of wrote it down. So also in preparation for this, I, I had to think about that a little bit. And I was not sure if I know the answer. Um, but no, in my master thesis, uh, especially... Uh, there's a lot of um, 
also analysis of how people interact with products and how it actually should be ra rather than how it actually is. So analyzing how it is and then trying to choose whether, whether it should be that way, mm -hmm. uh, which is more and more relevant because yeah, we get more to uh, tools as designers. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, yeah, we, we cannot be neutral uh, anyway, uh, I think, and not always at least. Um, so you also have to choose what is good and what is bad uh, in terms of interactions because you can steer the behavior of people with your interactions. There was already in my master thesis a little bit. Yeah, yeah and you mentioned uh, the tools, uh, the mm -hmm. more tool that we develop and get more tools. Mm -hmm. uh, if I understand correctly, your master thesis is also uh, a bit like about future uh, or design in the future rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with AI as well. Uh, AI was not a thing when I did it. Oh, it, it, it. It was only recently, but yeah. uh, that grew so uh, fast yeah. that it was not a thing when I did my master thesis, at okay. least not in the sense that it is now. Right. Um, so yeah, that just is to say that the, maybe the summary of the conclusion to my master thesis is that, that things are changing and you never know what the future is. Yeah. Well, that's that's a real example of it. Yeah. Um, no, but it was it was about using data as as a as an asset to uh, design with or for, mm -hmm. uh, rather than in previous times, oil or microelectronics or that kind of stuff. Right. And data, yeah, you cannot touch it. So you, as a designer, you have to make more choices mm -hmm. because you're not constrained by the physical form mm -hmm. of data because yeah. it has no form. Is there any certain way or direction that you personally would like design or design practices to go into? Um, uh, I think so, um, and I think it also is in my thesis a little bit, so it's more empathetic, I mm -hmm. would say, um, because the technical part is no longer the most difficult, I think. Uh, there's plenty of people that can do that, but as a designer, you really have the strange strange position um, <laughs> that you are in between that user and the technology, mm -hmm. and if you let just let the technology run, um, it might not be the best way for the user. Um, so the designer has to make sure that you can make money with this uh, technology, but also are responsible for what you do. Uh, and I think, I mean, I look around and people, that responsibility seems to be more and more important nowadays, mm -hmm. uh, either uh, climate change-wise or uh, humanity-wise. Uh, there's more awareness of that. Um, so yeah, as designers, we should choose what we what is good and what is bad, um, and maybe there's no right choice, but yeah, we can do the best we can. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that should be more important, I would say, because the tools are changing so fast. Um, you cannot yeah, you can learn a tool, and then two years later it's obsolete obsolete again, yeah. and then you learn the tool that you don't use. Um, so it's more about the deeper layer that you should learn. Then I think. I was also wondering, do you have a specific role then in your research group? Because you are with a lot of people from the UT, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. we have all have our own roles. You're, yeah, I think it's more organizational, the structure of the research groups. Um, so we have a professor, Heike, um, who oversees this research group. and, and But there we have the associate professors and the, there's... But it's a very relatively small group with PhDers and uh, lecturers as well. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, uh, I'm, a, I'm officially a lecturer, 
and I do my PhD next to that. Um, and that's also the order in which my activities fill, it, fill up my week, mm -hmm. I must say. So I don't have as much time for the PhD as I would like to sometimes. Um, but the lecturing, yeah, that's, that's nice also. Um, but I'm, I'm primarily a lecturer, yeah. Uh, well, I've been following you, uh, following you on Instagram for a while, and I uh, saw some really nice photos on your Instagram. Uh, for example, the ink drawings and mm -hmm. you, for example, made during in Inktober. We also have some uh, visuals of this. I think first you see, yeah, this is still from during your bachelor, right? Uh, this is a master course, uh, graphic language of products. Uh, yeah, it was a nice experience. I would, uh, I can recommend it. It was a, a headphone we designed for a brand, in our case, Innocent. I think that uh, it works out quite okay. I have a confession. This, this I made just for our portfolio when I found, uh, tried to find a master thesis. I was like, I felt I followed a few SolidWorks tutorials online because I had to brush up on that, and then I rendered this in Keyshot. Uh, I the the glass is designed by me, but I must say it's designed in ten minutes. So. Uh, it's not a very well thought out design. Um, it's more about the render uh, because I wasn't able to do that then. And now I, now I am. Yeah. This is from first year or not? I think so, yeah. yeah. Might be. Okay. So for the listeners, we are looking at uh, drawing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> if, you're not, yeah. if you're not watching us on YouTube, you which should. maybe you should, <laughs> um, but we are looking at a drawing of a copper pan uh, so, just so you know. Yeah, and then we have another picture of uh, the ink drawings. That's, uh, Tom has a lot of ink drawings on his Instagram, mm -hmm. which is really nice. So this is really a passion of yours. Yeah, recently I've, I've mainly do, been doing drawing on, uh, on my Instagram. Yeah. Uh, before, yeah, if you scroll far enough back, you see also photos. And if you scroll even further back, you see uh, holiday photos, I think. Maybe I should delete those. But it tells something, I think, that I just do the different different stuff all the time. But this I've been doing for quite a quite a while now, yeah. using uh, the same tools as we do in design sketching also. And um, I saw a lot of photos of this flora shop. Mm -hmm. Is there a story behind this? No. Or? Oh, it's just... Uh... No, I just came up. There's one more, one older one, even than the... the... So I have, I have three of these drawings now. Yeah. Um, and... I was just curious that the left one is, uh, is the most recent one, I think, on my Instagram, um, where I used AI, or at least tried to use AI to uh, generate some images uh, based on a drawing that I did before, and I just chose it ar arbitrarily, I would say. Um, the one on the right, the, the pen and ink drawing uh, I drew in the train, um, I believe. So the, if you look up closely, the lines are a bit wobbly. I think I did the inking afterwards secrets mm. I mean in my free time I can draw wobbly lines if I want to <laughs> um, yeah but on the left yeah I did just as an experiment I did that on the iPad uh, I must say pen and ink drawings take me much less time than a digital drawing because uh, I'm more satisfied more easy easily mm -hmm. um, yeah but it's, but it's definitely interesting and I'm trying to contemplate whether I'm uh, whether we need to include this AI tool or anything in the in the sketching courses too, whether it's here to stay or whether it's uh, just a, a trend that uh, will go away eventually. Mm -hmm. um, and last year we did something with it, but it was very uh, basic still. I think we 
for the assignment, the final assignment of Design Sketching 3, I think we um, allowed the students to ideate using AI tools. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a few insights that we, we got from that also, and, and yeah, the, the tools were not as well developed as they are now. Mm -hmm. um, but the, we got a few insights, so the, the less info or the less effort you put into these, these prompts, mm -hmm. I would say the less quality your final result has. Mm -hmm. Um, you get really basic results. So if you have to design something that looks friendly and you Google, uh, you put in friendly uh, blender or whatever, uh, you get really basic results that don't really, I mean, they're just dumb, I would say. Yeah, I can uh, I can confirm because I took that class. So mm -hmm. uh, I also did uh, the, the AI uh, drawings, let's mm -hmm. say, and uh, the usual flame painter as well, of yeah, course. Yeah, right? yeah. And is this just like the tools that you use in those classes? Is it just, ah, that's, that sounds like fun, let's try. Or is, uh, uh, is there a deeper, them, deeper yeah. thought? Uh, some of them are. Uh, I, I was not involved in the original design of the course, mm -hmm. I think. Um, but it's been this way for quite, a, quite some time. And, and the flame painter especially, I think, um, it's quite difficult, uh, but that's maybe also why it's there, mm -hmm. uh, because people need to learn. Yeah, people stuff that people can already do. We don't have to teach, right? So the yes. um, doing something that doesn't maybe work always is also fine. Um, but I think the flame painters even in the learning goals, so we might need to shift around there a little bit. Right. Um, but they're 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 there because they were in innovative at some point. Uh, and now this is the next thing, maybe. Yeah. Flame painting, you said, right? Flame? Yeah, flame, yeah. What, what is that actually? Yeah, it's a, it's a tool where you um, paint, or you, you put, put some parameters in there and you paint, and then it creates flame shapes. Um, if you tweak it enough, it doesn't look like flames at all anymore. Um, but the idea is that you get random shapes that you can get inspiration from. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's a very... Uh, early day uh, AI art, I would say, mm -hmm. um, yeah, as an inspiration tool. Um, but many students think that's very difficult, mm -hmm. understandable, I think. But it's, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you have to get it from somewhere. And also these kind of drawings, do you do them by head or do you get inspiration from buildings uh, around? Um, sometimes, when I'm on holiday, I'm, uh, I'm sketching also buildings uh, or views that I have. Um, on holiday, it goes easier because if I go through Enschede or Hengelo, uh, looking around, I mean, the buildings are, could be quite nice, um, but I always feel a bit self-conscious when I walk around, I feel like a bit pretentious, but on holiday, I don't have that at all. Uh, these people will never see me again. <laughs> so whatever. Um, yeah, no, but most of them are, are from memory. That's also, yeah, maybe that's the design sketching kicking in. Um, because with these rules, you can basically sketch anything that comes up in your head. And so I think that is now baked into my uh, mind. And I like, yeah, maybe that's that's maybe the motivation behind it is that um, I try to sketch also familiar situations or familiar buildings or uh, but with a bit of a fantasy or sci-fi twist. Um, because as a child, I always saw this kind of, uh, well, I didn't really saw it, of course, but uh, imagined the world actually to be more exciting than it, than it was. And if you look at it that way, then it, it actually is. So and now I can draw that. Is that where your passion from design came from? From being a child, looking at the world, uh, thinking, ah, maybe I can do this or do that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, 
I wasn't no, I was never really the, the problem solving type, I must say. Mm -hmm. um, so taking things apart or so you hear sometimes people say that I, I was born to be a designer because I always took things apart. Mm -hmm. I, I never did that. No. Um, but I looked at the world in a certain way, I must say that that's, that's true. And now I'm a little bit older. I'm not that old yet. Um, but I can see that now. Um, and I would like actually uh, to for that to come back a little bit. Because yeah, throughout the years, you kind of lose that a little bit. Um, and maybe that's familiar to you. Um, I think it's familiar to us all. Yeah, yeah, but it would be very nice if that comes back at some point. Yeah. Um, so trying to keep that alive is uh, is maybe the trick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't figured it out yet. So if someone knows, <laughs> if someone knows, tell us in the comments. Uh, yeah. Send an email. So <laughs> but apart from uh, apart from drawing and and taking pictures, are there any other like design practices that you get yourself into for fun in your free time? Um, painting. I've been uh, picking up um, Pepijn, maybe someone, some people still know him. Uh, he's not here anymore, at least not at the UT, he's, he's somewhere. Um, he uh, painted uh, quite a lot, actually. Every week he went to a painting course, um, oil painting. And for my graduation, when I graduated, uh, my, the company that I graduated at gave me a, a set of uh, oil paints. Uh, and some other art materials too, um, but it's still closed in the drawer somewhere. So I started with uh, water paints or uh, watercolor um, because they're very portable. So I took them with me on holiday and, and it's actually quite, quite nice. Mm -hmm. um, but the oil paints, I, I haven't dared to touch yet. So uh, when students in the, the sketching courses say, uh, I, I, I'm scared of uh, starting or whatever, I, I, I get that. I, uh, because I have now the same with the oil paints. Uh, but I would like I would love to learn it uh, and I should maybe in a weekend sometime try it um, all right Tom so thank you very much for all those insightful answers mm -hmm. uh, at the end we always ask the same question to all our guests and that is do you have any advice for IDE students everywhere yeah I think so um, um, maybe not a one sentence answer, uh, if that's okay. Mm -hmm. no, that's um, because one of the reasons also why I like teaching in the first year so much is that these people come in with all kinds of expectations of, ID of IDE. Um, and there's kind of this naive idealism in these uh, first years that I think people should keep. Uh, also, yeah, the childlike uh, fantasy stuff. Um, so yeah, try to do all the time what kind of sparks your interest at that moment mm -hmm. i would say and that's that's always how i did it and then it will bring you to places i think um and try to keep that idealism a bit because as a designer you have a lot of influence mm -hmm. uh, to do good for the world and what do you know what you could do if you feel like you are losing that anything i think i'm uh, trying to reduce my screen time at the moment mm -hmm. that helps a lot actually it's not very successful. My screen time is still high, <laughs> but it helps if I... Uh, You've been listening too much to the Icarus idea. I, I think, think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That might be yeah. with with video. Yeah. Yeah. With, with <laughs> on, on YouTube now, right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but, uh, but Instagram Reels and TikTok Reels are deadly, I think. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Also TikTok. You're yeah, yeah. on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, no. Uh, I, d I don't think I should be on TikTok. Okay. First of all, because I'm, then I'm a teacher on TikTok, <laughs> which is not good, I think. 
Um, but Instagram is uh, is already addictive enough, I would say. So you now could you're, make, you're a teacher uh, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. you could make these uh, <laughs> TikTok videos about your drawing. Yeah, I could. But I, I don't think I should. <laughs> People should follow my courses if they want to see me draw. That might be... Uh, <laughs> you heard it there yeah. first, uh, guys. You need to follow his course. Do you have any other advice for your own students in particular? Uh, just keep drawing, I would say. Yeah. People ask me, how do I get good at drawing like you are? I mean, I've been doing it for years now. Mm -hmm. uh, as a student, I found my portfolio. I, I found my first portfolio back. It's not good. It's not great, no. I got a good grade, but I don't know how. So, uh, I mean, I follow the rules mm -hmm. and now I can do it. So it uh, takes a lot of practice. But they still choose you to be a TA, right? Because they... Yeah, yeah, no, I, I knew the rules and I could, yeah. most of all, I could communicate them. That was the most important thing. Yeah. And yeah, it helps. Being a TA also helps. If you want to get good at drawing, become a TA, you get quick uh, and you have to explain stuff. So uh, you learn every year. Yeah. And now there's no secrets anymore in uh, perspective for me. <laughs> this um, <laughs> this might be an abundant question in this case, but uh, Tom, where can people find you? Um, on Instagram, I would say at <laughs> uh, T F E I J, or uh, in the hallways of the horse. I would uh, <laughs> also see that. But for some people, the horse is quite a maze, so that uh, maybe you have to explain. Uh, yeah, in the. The room number can be found on uh, people.u20.nl, I would say. And then, um, yeah, no, but feel free to follow me on Instagram. It's, it's public anyway, so uh, I don't I don't really mind if students follow me. Uh, I even follow back. If you do some art stuff on your Instagram, I follow back. If you have, yeah, if you, if you only have uh, holiday pictures on your Instagram, I don't follow you back. I think that's a bit creepy, but it's, uh, <laughs> unless I know you. That's okay. Any last questions from Lika? No, I think uh, this is it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well then, Tom, uh, thank you very much. No problem. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And um, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode. And we hope you look forward to the next one. So, bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. bye.